Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Wednesday, May 20th. The year is 2020. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my co-host, Matt Sheehan. No adjective okay. today. No, that's fine. Not, not needed today. Yeah. That's all good. We're joined by my Thinking of Midland co-host. How about that? Yeah, no, that's that's very accurate. That yeah. is absolutely horrible not to start it on a complete downer. But no. yeah, definitely thinking of all the guys and gals over there in Midland, it's uh, devastating to say the least. And I really wish I could do something other than just say I'm super <laughs> yes. sorry for you guys. Like, yeah. honest to God, like that is absolutely horrible. I literally couldn't imagine going through that, especially with everything else going on yes. on the table. So, yes, yes uh, apologies to our... Midland um, listeners and anyone that has family and friends in Midland as well. Yeah, we are. We hope you are staying safe. We're able to get somewhere safe. Uh, I saw the governor said a potential of nine feet of water in downtown Midland. It's unsinkable. Uh, yeah. a, st- a state of emergency on top of the current one we already have. Right. Um, man, just really tough. The the videos coming out of there is horrifying. So we hope. Everyone uh, is safe, and if you are there, you're safe. If you have friends, family there, they're safe and accounted for. So we're just, yeah, wanted to give a real quick mention to you guys here off the top of the show. It's not much, but it's all we can do with our crappy little platform. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll try to lighten it up. Here we got an yeah. interview with Australian punter recruit Mark Vassett. Uh, we're going to awkwardly transition into a Bill Bar ad read here pretty oh, soon. We we'll are. act like jackasses again after that uh, thoughtful <laughs> message. But yeah, so we'll 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 do our best to put somewhat of a barely yeah. a smirk on your face in the next half hour. One thing about being total idiots is it is tough to do stuff like that and then transition into Bill Bar. Built Bar. Yeah, that's yeah. How that feels natural. Um, <laughs> that's nice. t- today's episode is powered by Built Bar. Yeah. Go and to uh, builtbar.com, uh, promo code locked on. You get $10 off your first order. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar mat. Well, had a coconut almond one today before going Ooh. on a little run. It was nice. I'm not a coconut guy, but no. you know what? It was in the sample box, so I was like, yeah, okay, I'm an almond guy. That's 50% for me. It was, it was fantastic. They had, like, shredded coconut in the bar. It, I, I, I am a coconut guy now. They, they, they've turned me around. They, they've done so much for me. Giving me protein, giving me good workouts, made me a coconut man. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm happy for you. Thank uh, you. I, on today's show, we're going to rip through a handful of mailbag questions here just to start. And then, uh, like Matt alluded to, Mark Vassett, the new punter commit for Michigan State from Australia out of Pro Kick. Academy, I guess, uh, Pro Kick Australia. Um, Talk to him. It's an interesting conversation. I I wasn't there for it, but I listened to it while editing it. Uh, Really unique path to college football, obviously being a 24-year-old from Australia, and just the way it kind of works with Pro Kick. Matt dug into that a little bit. Um, And yeah, if you don't know about it, we all see it, the the percolation of Australian punters in college football. And it's... uh, it's a really unique process, and it might be a little bit different uh, than you would think. So, yeah, definitely look forward to that, segments two and three. But we're going to do some mailbag here off the jump. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We're doing this five days a week still. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. But, Matt. Yeah, well, We have an announcement really quick. Starting in June, we are moving to three days a week. But we'll come back eventually to five days a week. Yes, when absolutely. the time feels right. But yes, three days a week starting in 
June. Yes. Uh, this yes. is something that across the network, all the college shows have pretty much moved to three days a week, and some of the other uh, shows have as well. Uh, I think the NFL was doing five, but maybe is in three now just because not much going on. This is something last summer I moved from five to four to three and was in three shows for a couple months and then ramped it back up. We're going to do the same thing here. We held out as long as we could, but things are getting thin out there. And if there's ever a need for four shows in a week, we will definitely do mm-hmm. that. But I'm thinking Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. And then if we need bonus episodes, we'll certainly take care of those as needed if any big news happens. But just wanted to cue you guys into that. We've got, um, you know, uh, what is it? eight more shows seven more shows uh this month consecutively and then we'll be gearing down to three shows a week starting uh the first week of june so that is coming your way just didn't want you guys to be surprised about that yeah and it's the most basic cliche ever like quantity over quality but yeah i I don't want to (sighs) be okay Uh, yeah obviously people have a lot tougher jobs in these times but holy crap like doing a sports podcast with <laughs> no sports for like nine weeks, five days a week. It got a little tough. It was getting a little watered down. So, yeah, let's condense it into three and make this a stronger drink yeah. uh, for the months of June and July. That, yeah. that, that's the thinking there. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's jump into some listener questions, Matt. Mail me up. Let's go. I want to start with one that's quick because you and I have the same answer. Okay. Uh, Charlie Rittner on Twitter. First time, long time. Appreciate that. Mel Tucker's coldest kicks. Uh, So if you guys aren't on Twitter, don't follow Mel Tucker. He does Sneaker Saturday, most Saturdays. He does a pretty good job where he uh, will tweet out a picture of whatever shoes he's rocking that day. And um, much like many things in this guy's life, a lot of style, a lot of uh, coolness oozing from the Sneaker Saturdays. Uh, with Mel Tucker, but you and I had the same answer for the very best ones. What was uh, that answer, Matt? Now, see, okay, here's the thing. I'm not a shoe guy whatsoever like that. Is There's a lot of lame things about me. That's probably the lamest <laughs> is that I really don't pay much attention to shoes and everything like that. Uh, the last dance thing, everyone's talking about, like, oh, these Jordans were sick, those Jordans were awesome. It was like, they kind of all look the same to me. Uh, but with that said, I went with the Air Jordan 1 Lowe's mm-hmm. with the black swoosh, but uh, some green and white paneling uh, on the shoe, if you will. But yes, that is for me, who is the furthest thing from a sneakerhead possible. <laughs> um, I think that's the right answer. There's been some cool ones. He had some sweet Air Force Ones, and I'm not a huge shoe guy. I know a little bit. Um, had some cool Air Force Ones. The the Paul the PGs that he had um, were pretty sweet too. The the ones he did, I, I would say all of them have been cool. But yeah, the Air Force or not the Air Force, the the Jordan One lows, um, those things are cool. And I yeah. know it's supposed to be like red and black is the way to go, I guess, with those the the true Jordan Ones. Um, but yeah, the the green and white kind of Michigan State version of the Jordan Ones, those are pretty sweet. It's tough to go wrong with green, green and white. It's tough to go wrong with green and white. All right, you want to pick the next one? Do you have the questions uh, up? No, I, okay. I don't, so okay. no, no, I would not fine. like to pick the you're next fine. one. <laughs> you're fine. Uh, this is from Chris Waha. Anyone on the current roster that you think will continue the drafted player's streak? We've done some version of this before, I think. Um, mm-hmm. There's a handful of guys that have a chance, definitely. I think there's a couple that... Depending on, so there's some underclassmen that if they came out for sure would be guys that you're like, okay, that's someone who could get drafted. Um, 
I think the first one to point to in terms of the older guys is Antoine Simmons, and he is small for a linebacker, um, which kind of will keep him from getting into any sort of like second, third round type conversation, unless he's just incredible uh, his senior year. But I think if you look at him, who he's a big, athletic, strong, really fast guy who can kind of play that hybrid-y linebacker in the box safety type thing where you just, you know, um, I think it was Dayon Buchanan did it for the Cardinals a few years back and it's kind of become in vogue with quarterbacks being able to run more. You need uh, lighter sub-package linebackers that play in the 4-2 and can cover and move in space and can also come up and fill in the run when needed. And I think he'll find some sort of role in that because he is really smart, instinctive, great at getting off blocks, and is really athletic for the linebacker spot. So I think he's probably my top pick of someone who I feel pretty good despite some of his size limitations. Like someone's going to pick him at some point because he can just play football. That was way smarter than I could have said it. So, yeah, very well done. Uh, I'm also all aboard the draft Kevin Jarvis train. (laughs) Uh, I'm the conductor. I am every passenger in the first class and every passenger and coach in the middle seat on that train. I love Kevin Jarvis. Need to see him drafted. But to go back to uh, underclassmen that could step out, Maybe I'm missing a glaring obvious one, but it always has seemed like Xavier Henderson would be a guy that if he did step out, he would be mm-hmm. a draft pick. I don't know how he would go. I don't anticipate him being a day one guy by any means, maybe not even a day two. Uh, and that comment could be because I'm so on tilt about what just happened with MSU's players in this year's draft. Um, but yeah, I feel like Xavier Henderson could be like an early day three guy, potentially if he were to step out. But I that's hey we you got a whole another year for everything to come out so mm-hmm. super early analysis there yeah um Eli Collins is another guy if he came out would probably get drafted um and that's something with running backs trying to keep the the carries low could definitely happen mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me Jacob Panishuk's another one his actually pass rush grade I think among all returning defensive ends in college uh football it's like second highest oh well nice um yeah, he can do some things. Uh, really improved last year. If he takes another step like that, compared to how he was as a sophomore, another big leap like that, he he will definitely play himself into that consideration. Naquan Jones is another guy as well who, with a, a one year starting under his belt, could certainly be a guy who goes from off draft radars to firmly in the mix in the middle round. So those are kind of the guys. I would throw Luke Campbell in there as well. Yeah. Um, I think he's just a really good offensive lineman if he can stay healthy for a year, um, which has been an issue for him. I think he is Michigan State's best offensive lineman at the moment, Um, and I I think he could definitely play uh, at the next level if he can put together a fully healthy season. God, that'd be so awesome if he could just be healthy for more than five minutes. I would. Yeah, that would, that would just tickle me. Yeah, a lot of the uh, drafty type guys for Michigan State are going to be sophomores this year. Mm-hmm. or juniors that you probably don't think are going to come out. Someone like Speedy Naylor needs to put together a full healthy season. Uh, Julian <sighs> Barnett at corner, right? Some of the linemen um, that we like are, are younger. Uh, there's some good young linebackers as well. Um, corner, we'll see with some of those guys there. But, yeah, um, some good players for sure. Uh, I, I do think it gets extended, but it might end up being a little bit hairier. I don't think quite as hairy as the Brian Allen because I think that year it was like Brian Allen or bust. 
Oh, 100. Um, yeah, if, if you yeah. pulled a hammy in a workout, it, it was it was curtains yeah. for that streak. Right? This year, there's a handful of guys that you could see uh, getting in the mix and ending up drafted. All mm-hmm. right, let's uh, pause here for a sec. Actually, you know what, Matt? Why don't you take us to break? Let's build this break by using. Another Built Bar ad read. Uh, so, Built Bar, ladies and gentlemen, it is the protein bar that is low in calories. But tastes high like in a protein. Candy bar. Tastes like, Will, it tastes like a candy bar. That was very well said. Dang, how, how did I not think of that before? I don't Look know. at you. Look at you stepping up. Uh, yeah, guys, it's going to get you through anything. It's going to get you through the next two segments of this podcast. It's going to get you through a nice Memorial Day weekend, wherever you spend it. It's going to get you through a golf round. It's going to get you through landscaping. It's going to get you through a nice jog in the neighborhood. It's going to get you through the end of this ad read, too, for sure. <laughs> and it's also going to get you... $10 off your first order when you go to yep. BuiltBar.com and smash in Locked On, all one word, as a promo code to save you $10 off on your first order. That is BuiltBar.com, Locked On, to save $10 off your first order. All right, now tease your next segment. And we're going to be back with our new Australian punter friend, Mark Vassett, in just a hot second here, gang. I am now joined by someone that is on the other side of the world, MSU commit Mark Vassett. He will be the MSU punter in a few years to come here. Mark, how are you doing in your corner of the world over in Australia? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm uh, really excited. Um, I'm still it's sort of sinking in, um, but yeah, I, I can't wait for next year. So you're right now currently just an hour and a half away from Melbourne. Um, a little bit different than East Lansing, Michigan, I would say. What what is what has life been like for you in the the last months, two months over there? Uh, so I've just been training with Pro Kick Australia. Um, sort of just been waiting for that day where I where I get a call up, and uh, so it came last week, and um, yeah, it was just amazing to receive that phone call, and uh, I'm over the moon and. Yeah, I'm just going to continue to train with Pro Kick um, until I arrive in Michigan, um, work on my game, and uh, be ready once I arrive. For sure, and we'll get into like the nuances of Pro Kick here in a little bit. Um, but really, just right off the top, uh, for our listeners that don't know, uh, Evan Patzel from the Detroit Free Press had a great write up on you, um, and I believe that it also said that you graduated in what we would call high school in about 2014, and ever since then. You've been building cabinets, working as a window glazier for the last six years. What made you want to give American football a try and join Pro Kick? Yeah, so um, I went straight into work after high school, like you said, and um, I sort of I didn't mind it, but it wasn't really what I wanted to do for my whole life. And um, I was just sort of weighing up my options, and I kept hearing about this Pro Kick Australia, and um, I looked into it. There were a couple guys from my area that had been through it and were over in America. So I looked into that and um, had a really good chat with John Smith, one of the coaches there, and um, he just put all the confidence in me that that can be a pathway for me and it can change my life, and um, here I am. And so when it comes to Pro Kick, do you seek them out? Do they have guys that are seeking talent out? Does it kind of meet in the middle? Or how, how do you even get involved with Pro Kick in the first place? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. Um, I definitely uh, seek them out in my situation. Um, okay. I just uh, found their website and um, put my details in and 
uh, received a phone call uh, later that day. Easy as that. Not bad. So, but you do have kicking experience. I, I think I read that you did play uh, Australian rules football. Is, is that right? And if so, how long have you played that for? Yeah, I grew up playing Australian rules football um, probably since I was five years old, probably since I could uh, really walk. So, um, so that probably most of the Aussie guys over here are the same. And that's what's um, brought our success with the punting game. We grow up kicking the ball. Um, so yeah, for as long as I can remember, I've had a ball and I'm just kicking it outside, inside. Um, yeah, it's just what I love to do. That's awesome. And for our listeners that have no idea what Australian rules football is, um, I, I got to say, I wasn't too keen on it until I did some YouTube research last night. And holy crap, what an absolutely insane, what an absolutely insane sport. Because not only are you punting to score, I mean, in some cases, you're punting to pass to a teammate that could be running from you 50 yards away, trying to hit him in stride, if I'm getting that correctly. So will American football be easy to you, knowing how tough of an, a sport Australian rules football is? Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely not easy. Uh, it's definitely just a completely different game. It's like you said, it's... 360 degrees around you. Like you can be tackled from anywhere. Guys coming from anywhere. Um, so it's it's sort of it's a lot different translating that over to just having guys rushing in front of you. And um, like we keep the ball running off like eight ten steps a lot of the time on the run. Mm-hmm. So really changing that to catch two three steps and kicking it. It's sort of a really difficult transition, but. Um, yeah, it's one we've we work hard on, and um, yeah, a lot of Aussies have had a lot of success, obviously. And it's a different shape ball, right? I believe an Australian rules football would be a little bigger, perhaps a little more rounded off and egg shaped than an American football would be. What, what from a guy that actually does the punting, not a guy that just talks about it like me, what is the difference between the two balls? Yeah, it's definitely is a bit fatter. The American ball's pointier, and um. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a lot different. So that's that's probably been the hardest thing learning that American ball. I'd never really touched one before, so um, that's definitely been the hardest thing. And it's it's really different different technique you got to have to be able to kick the American ball. So um, yeah, it's been pretty tough translating that over. But um, yeah, we work pretty hard on it. And you're also one of the few commits that really is kind of a mystery when it comes to stats because, well, I mean, let's be honest, you're a half world away, essentially. So I guess let's just get a basic stat out of the way. Do you know how long you can punt a football or do you know your average? I'm sure you guys track stats like that, right? Yeah, well, I've never never actually played a game of American football. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm too sure in terms of stats and whatnot. But, um, yeah, we do. We have our uh, meter markers at training, and so we know roughly how far we're kicking it and what we're trying to achieve with our kicks. Um, yeah, I can usually aim it for 50, 50 60 yards, um, obviously yeah, we'll depending take on the hang time, but yeah. Yeah, no, 50, 60 yards will play in East Lansing. Like, like how that sounds, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, so while you've never played a game of American football, how many games have you watched or how, how do you prepare for what to expect when you come over here? Yeah, I definitely watched um, watched a lot of games uh, last season. Um, sort of, I was watching probably, I was waking up early on, um, on the weekend and watching a few 
as much as I could and trying to learn as much as I could. I've been uh, playing Madden as well to try and learn the rules and um, just doing all I can really to learn as much as I can before I arrive. Because uh, I, I really didn't even follow the game a lot before I joined ProKick. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've just, I've just really had to work hard to learn a lot of, a lot of rules and stuff like that. How was your Madden game? What, who, who's your go-to team that you like to play with? Uh, probably, I don't mind the Pittsburgh Steelers, to be honest. All right. There we go. <laughs> don't hate that. Nice, nice. So, I mean, let's kind of get more into, like, the Michigan State aspect. Now, when I was reading the Evan Petzold piece in the free press, it sounds like pro kick, you get a call from a college, and it's not like you collect a bunch of offers and choose from a school. It's more so it's one of the first schools that call you and you sign up. It, it, am I accurate in in saying that, or is it a different experience? Yeah, that's right. Um, okay. I think for most guys, it's usually that first offer. That's where they end up. Um, I think Johnny mentioned in that article that we're sort of on the bottom of the food chain. Like I said, we don't we haven't played any games before, so we sort of um, we don't really collect a lot of offers. We um, we work hard for that phone call, and the first one is typically where we end up. We will be back with our Melbourne, Michigan State punting product, Mark Vassett, here in just a hot second. And so MSU gives you the phone call. Can you just walk us through what that experience is like? What, what do they say to you? Uh, what did you bounce them back with? Yeah, so I um, spoke to um, Coach Owls on the, I think it was a Sunday, and uh, we had a great chat. Um, he didn't promise me the um, scholarship or anything just yet, but told me to be patient. And um, on the day, it was only a few days later, um, it was actually my pro kick coach that called me um, and he had just got off the phone to coach. And um, so Johnny told me the news and it was just, yeah, it was just overwhelming. Um, I couldn't really believe it, but um, yeah, it was amazing. And I mean, Pro Kick is an academy and institution that has put 70 punters on college teams, 17 of, of which are all Americans. But in the Pro Kick system, is it guaranteed that you do get sent over here to go to college or are there a good deal of kids that never do get the chance to come over here? Uh, there is a really, uh, really good success rate that Pro Kick has. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely wouldn't say it's um, 100%, but like, we still got to work really hard to earn that and uh, it's not just given to us, and um, mm. but yeah, they have. I think it's probably ninety over ninety percent success rate of the guys they have coming through Pro Kick that end up with a Div One scholarship in America. So it's it's pretty awesome. Now, this question isn't to put you on the spot or anything because I don't know if I can name more than two universities over in Australia. But before you got the call from Coach Els, have you even heard of Michigan State University before? Yeah, I definitely did. I uh, had heard of them. I watched right. probably watched a couple of their games last season. Um, uh, definitely a, a highlight uh, that sticks in my mind is the um, the Michigan Michigan State game from a few years ago, where um, oh, man. <laughs> the Michigan punter fumbled that punt at the end. So uh, it, it seems to pop up a lot. <laughs> and um, so yeah, I'm pretty. I hope that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> no, God, no. no that's, that's probably a good lesson for, uh, for the punters over back back home for you guys. Um, that's that's awesome, though. Hey, I mean, it sounds like you got the most important games out of the way of what you should know. Uh, that, that's awesome. Like when you're researching Michigan State and finding out what the state of Michigan really is all about, 
Is there anything other than football that, that gets you excited to come over here when that time comes? Yeah, just the um, the scenery looks amazing. The snow, yeah. uh, I can't wait to see all of that. And um, I love my golf, and I've heard there's some beautiful golf courses as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, perfect, man. Yeah, we uh, we definitely have a lot of great courses over here. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a golfer. I'm probably not as good as you are, but yeah, if we ever run into each other, that'd be awesome to get out one day for uh, for a quick 18. Um, now you'll come in January, is that right? You you plan on being an early enrollee? Yeah, correct. Yep. Now, when you do come over here, you, you'll be 24 years old, and that is obviously going to make you one of the older guys on the team. So, just with your personality, do you envision to be more of a leader once you get on here? Do you think you'll take a step back for a year or two before you get in a leader role, or just being a 24 year old guy on a team full of 18, 19 year old kids? How do you envision that going when you get up here? Yeah, definitely a uh, goal of mine to be one of the leaders of, on the team, obviously, um, being that age. And uh, something I've worked on playing me Australian rules football, just being a leader and uh, leading from the front. And uh, we get it drummed into us at Pro Kick as well. They want us all to be leaders once we get there. And um, so, yeah, it's definitely something I uh, pride myself on. Oh, cool. That's awesome. And when you get here, you also won't be the only Australian kid on the roster. Uh, as Mitchell Crawford, he's going to be a UTEP graduate transfer here in a little bit for our listeners that don't already know that. He's going to be here in January. Now, you guys grew up just a short 26-hour car ride uh, away from each other. But on a serious note, uh, have you have you talked to, to Mitchell before? Uh, do you guys communicate whatsoever? Yeah, I, um, I've messaged him. Uh, when I was in the process of talking to Michigan State and after I, I committed. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited to have Mitch there. Um, yeah, can't wait to meet him and I'm sure he can show me around and, yeah, it'll be, it'll be awesome. Now, you, you talked to Coach Els. Um, I'm sure you've talked to Coach Tucker too. Is is that accurate? I actually haven't. Um, oh, wow. okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely going to reach out to him soon and, um, yeah, but no, I have not yet. And this is a broad question. I don't know how many conversations you actually had with Coach Els, but can you just describe him? Because I mean, us Spartan fans, we're getting used to basically an entirely new coaching staff. So any tidbit we can find out about the new staff is awesome. So what, what kind of a person is is Coach Els like? Yeah, he's just amazing. Um, yeah, he really uh, made it an awesome process for me. Um, he just when he first called me, he just asked me about my family and. I uh, wanted to get to know me a little bit. It wasn't all about football, so that was really nice. And um, yeah, he just told me what what they'd expect of me as well. So it was just it was just good to have that honesty. And yeah, it was really really nice throughout the whole process. And yeah, he's awesome. And speaking of family friends too, what's their reaction to you coming stateside and playing fourteen time zones uh, away from you? How, how how are they taking this? Yeah, they're really, really excited for me. Um, especially my brother. He loves his college football. Um, he's probably even more so than me throughout the years. Like, yeah, he's really excited. Um, yeah, they're stoked for me. Parents are, parents are proud, obviously. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for them all to come over and watch me play one day. That's awesome, man. So when you do come over here, your next three, four, five years, hour long, you're going to be at Michigan State for, what are some goals that you have laid out in front of you when you do come to East Lansing? Yeah, definitely work hard, get my degree. Um, first off, that's uh, definitely the, the main goal of mine. Um, mm-hmm. 
but also just perform well and give my best shot of making um, professional afterwards. Um, it's definitely a goal of mine. Um, so yeah, I'm going to work hard to try and make that happen. And uh, I mean, that, that is cool that you bring this guy, I mean, earning your degree right at the top because um, the, uh, pretty much our only similarity, obviously you're way more athletic. <laughs> One of our similarities though is like, I, I haven't been in a formal classroom since 2014. Like that, that's when I graduated college. And so in that six years, the, the last thing I want to do is go back into, <laughs> into a classroom, yeah. to be honest. But you, you seem like a guy, even though the six-year hiatus, you, you seem excited to, to go back. Um, first of all, that, that's awesome. Second, do you know exactly what you're going to be studying at Head State when you get up here? I'm um, not sure exactly. I'm leaning towards a couple of things, but haven't made up my mind yet. Um, I definitely didn't really picture myself getting back in the classroom. Obviously, yeah. been six years and um but uh when michigan state call things can change pretty quick yeah definitely (laughs) has any other school called since michigan state or is it one of the things where like when one school calls is pretty much done set in stone yeah i spoke to another school just before michigan state um but they didn't officially offer me the the scholarship so um yeah pro kicker always moving forward and trying to find somewhere for you to go if another team's not going to commit to you, then they're just going to look elsewhere for you. And um, but yeah, it worked out for the best. Yeah, well, that's that school's loss. Awesome, man. Well, Mark, <laughs> I, I can't appreciate uh, you enough for joining me at what is 10 p.m. your time, 8 a.m. our time, uh, to hop on the the phone with me and talk about really your your journey through Pro Kick and to get into Michigan State. We can't wait for you to be up here. So yeah, once again, thank you so much for joining us, man. Yeah, no worries at all. Thanks for having me. Definitely, yeah. When you get over here, if we ever bump into each other uh, and we both have our golf clubs in hand by any chance, I uh, would love to play a team with you. Um, definitely good luck on the golf course over Melbourne the rest of the summer, man. Thank you. We can definitely organize that. For sure, for sure. All right, man. Take it easy over there. You too. All right. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Locked on Spartans. Matt, we got a, a big guest tomorrow, friend of the show, Darian oh, yeah. Harris. Oh, big friend of the program. Oh, yeah. Friend of Let's the program, go. Darian Harris. Uh, we'll be coming back on to talk about his new role uh, with the MSU staff. Last time he was on, we were starting a campaign for him to get on the staff. Uh, and a couple days later, he had a job on the staff. And I'm not going to say we did it, but... No, let's call it what it is. Yeah, Circumstantial 100%. evidence would suggest we did it. No. I know how to read a graph. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> you know it, baby. Uh, but Darian's going to join us. Uh, just to tell us like what it's like being in those meetings, what's different with the program, what's his job responsibility like, what's got him excited about the Mel Tucker era at MSU. So look for that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Spartans. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us home! One more time for Midland. Hope you guys are pulling through okay here.